She shook back a lock of reddish-brown hair that was threatening to fall into her eyes. My name is Chalmers, also called the King's Question. Chalmers? Odd name for a girl. Everdal furrowed his smooth brow. And did Palis really refer to you as the King's Question? I wonder, was his query perhaps... If I were to dress a homely waif in man's clothes and hand her a rusted blade, would she really be any worse than the rest of my tatter cloaks? The Margrave laughed heartily at his own joke. Like a pebble dropped in the middle of a pool, his mirth spread in waves, first to the guardsmen encircling the greatcoat, and then beyond, to the guests in their finery seated at their white and gold tables beneath the long ribbons of silver silk hung from the masts to celebrate the Margrave's nuptials. As if on cue, a beautiful Bardati at the very front of the bard struck an opening chord on her guitar and led the three violinists beside her into a jaunty tune fit for the occasion. The guests, lords, demeanors, viscounts and other minor nobles, smiled and whispered conspiratorially to their companions as they luxuriated in the shade offered by the stiff white parasols held at careful angles against the afternoon sun by impeccably turned-out servants. Each noble had brought a knight from their personal guard, both for protection and decoration, their livery proudly displaying their house colours and sigils as they stood at attention, stiff and silent as statues. Now even they began to laugh at the scene playing out before them. The attending clerics, instantly recognisable by the robes of red or green or pale blue they wore to mark whichever god had, in theory at least, chosen them, smiled knowingly to each other. All save one, standing inconspicuously behind the others, his arms folded within his sleeves, wearing the grey rough-spun robes of an unchosen monk. Only the servants kept their silence, as they scurried between nobles and their knights, to bring plates of roast pig and poultry prepared by a small army of cooks, working spits, dripping hissing grease onto the flames below. One of the cook's assistants, apparently oblivious to the anxiety of his fellows, sliced morsels off the chickens turning on one of the spits and popped them into his mouth as he watched the events unfolding. As the laughter settled down, the guardsman's eyes returned to the greatcoat, anticipating the signal to strike, but the Margrave's performance was only just beginning. I believe, my dear King's question, that your unfortunate appellation may be to blame for your current predicament, you see, when the High Cleric of Bairn asks whether the gods or saints have any cause to bar a marriage, it's actually considered quite impolite to speak up. The gods are dead, Chalmers said. And so are the saints, from what I've heard. And this wedding of yours is nothing more than a sham. She gestured at Lady Castina, who stood silently by Everdale, her eyes downcast, as they had been throughout the ceremony. You had her true husband killed so you could marry her. And even now your soldiers hold her mother and father, beaten and bloody, prisoners in their own keep. The specificity of the accusations drew uncomfortable titters from the guests, some of whom were no longer entirely certain that what was taking place was the promised wedding play that usually accompanied a nobleman's nuptials. You forgot her sister, Marina, Everdell said. Clever girl. She's actually quite pretty, too. I'd considered her as an alternative to Lady Castina, but then she came at me with a knife, so... Well, you know how that goes.
She wastes away in a cage beneath the deck of this very barge, you bastard, the greatcoat said. You're forcing Lady Castina into marriage by threatening her own sister's life. I am? Everdal put on a show of shock and confusion as he turned and surveyed his guests. You must all think me a truly wretched creature. He stepped gracefully to where the Lady Castina was trying, unsuccessfully, to avoid notice, and extended a well-manicured hand towards her. My lady, is there any truth to this terrible accusation? Can it be possible that you do not wish to marry me? Lady Castina, who might otherwise have been quite beautiful, had her face not been a picture of fear, with smudged blue machiera paints running from her eyes down to her chin, her long blonde hair wet where it stuck to her...